This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Baldy's Breakdowns, the podcast with NFL insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason LaConfora, an Odyssey Sports Original. Welcome to the latest edition of Baldy's Breakdowns. As always, we come to you courtesy of our friends at Odyssey. We thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. I am Jason LaConfora at Jason LaConfora on Twitter. I have the honor and pleasure to be joined by my buddy football junkie world traveler uh i would say renaissance man is very apt descriptor as well the one and only brian baldinger at baldy nfl and and baldy has completed his jaunts around this great country of ours taking in as much football as possible when you're still able to watch football which Newsflash, people, is pretty much over because we are now in the regular season schedule, which means everything is DEFCON 5. Uh, Reporters across this great land are allowed to watch, I don't know, the first 25 minutes of special teams work, which doesn't amount to much. Just enough time to see who's there and who's not there. And then they're kicked to the curb. So practices are closed. Uh, The regular season is upon us and and Baldy's summer tour is over. Um, before we get to the ball, Baldy, um, I, I know that you use these opportunities to see the world a little bit, to swim with the dolphins, to, uh, to soak it all in where there's some memorable off field experiences for you uh, as you crisscross the country. Well, I'm in my, I'm in Miami right now, Jason. I was down here. It was supposed to be a scrimmage between the Eagles and Dolphins for two days. It was canceled yesterday because of a stomach bug, as Mike McDaniel called it, the stomach bug gate. Uh, Nobody from the Eagles uh, were affected, but 20 or so players from the Dolphins were. So I didn't see the Dolphins yesterday. But, you know, to the Eagles' credit, they practiced at the Dolphins' facility yesterday. They had a great practice, fully padded. It's the third time I've seen the Eagles this summer. Fully padded, and uh, they got after it pretty good. Uh, the defense looked really strong. The linebackers, the defensive front looked really good for the Eagles. They had a good day of work. So, you know, I got a chance to see that, you know, but if, you know, they're not going to scrimmage, it's going to allow me to get into the ocean a little bit earlier, which I did. So, okay. it was, uh, you know, it's, it's probably, water's probably 85 degrees. It's like a, a whirlpool, but yes. uh, it is, uh, it's full of and teeming with life. So it was good yesterday, but, 
Yeah, I mean, it was, it, it's, been a, it's been a great run, um, really, from the New York teams, including the Jets, Giants, and Buffalo, all the way out west to see the Chargers scrimmage and the Cowboys out in Oxnard and Seattle. I saw Denver twice. I saw the Arizona Cardinals. So I think I've, I've got a pretty good gauge. A couple things, Jason. Just mm-hmm. talking to Lane Johnson of the Eagles yesterday, just something to you know, kind of keep in mind. You're in Baltimore, and this is, yes. is a real factor in Baltimore, what I'm going to say. But it is – when you have veteran players like Lane Johnson, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, guys that have won Super Bowl, uh, been to the playoffs a bunch, been around for a long time, it is so good to have good young players on your team. You know, like to see yep. Jordan Davis work, to see Landon Dickerson, you know, go to work every day. You know, just see young guys that have, you know, they're just enjoying themselves. They don't know what they don't know, but they're good players. So just the infusion of youth on teams is so important. If you just take it, even last year, Jason, if you just take it to the Los Angeles Rams and you go, okay, you know, Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Matt Stafford, and all that is true. But – if you look at some of, you know, the, the guys that kind of gave him a boost, uh, you know, last year, and you look around like Nick Scott mm-hmm. or, you know, a guy like Jordan Fuller, you know, at safety or Ernest Jones or Greg Gaines or, I don't know, take one of those guys on the offensive line. You know, a guy like Rob Havenstein, who's been around. But, you know, Brian Allen's a young player. You, you, you know, the running backs are young. You know, Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers. He, you just like that team was the perfect blend of solid, very, very talented senior leadership, but a lot of young players. And that's kind of what you're looking for. You got it in Baltimore. You saw that kid, Isaiah Lake, likely the other oh, yeah. day. Looked like he's going to be a real factor tight end. And, you know, it just that's that's kind of the harmony that you need on these teams to really go far, I think. Well, let me dig in on the Eagles a little bit since they are top of mind for you. Um, we talk often in this league about how bad some offensive lines are. Um, you mentioned Dickerson going into his second year now fully healthy. It looks like they're deep at center, that they've got some answers for the future there as well. Is that the best offensive line in the NFL? And there were a lot of sort of rumblings that this these have been some of Jalen Hurts' uh, best practices most recently. What, what, what do you see in that regard as well? Well, evidently on Wednesday, the ball barely hit the ground. I didn't think Jalen was real sharp yesterday, but mm-hmm. um, gosh, they just scrimmaged Cleveland for two days in Cleveland, played Cleveland, came home for a day, flew to Miami. They're down there in the soup here in Miami. You know, it's yeah. 90 and 90, 90 degrees, 90% humidity. I mean, it's just they looked a little fatigued, honestly, yesterday. But they're, they're you know, this, this Cam Jurgens, this rookie out of Nebraska, is some mm-hmm. kind of player. Jason and um, you know Kelsey will be out there soon enough. Probably be ready week one against Detroit. But if if he can't go because of an elbow or any other issues, this Cam Jurgens ready to play. They, I, I would say right now it's the Eagles in Kansas City as the two best offensive lines in football. I think Detroit has a chance to be pretty good, um, but Philadelphia and Kansas City are right at the top of the list right now, and and. Uh, you know, Dallas is just a mess right now. I mean, to lose yes. Tyron Smith like this, this close to camp, I didn't well, have that's depth. What I was going to ask you about. I mean, is that is that was that's where I was going to go next? Is that 
Is that as crush? Is that as crushing to you as it is to me? Because I've watched this team try to operate with him because of various injuries in the past, and it hasn't been particularly pretty. They are so thin, Jason. I mean, look, they they drafted Tyler Smith, who I like, out of Tulsa, and he was a left tackle at Tulsa. I don't know what they're going to do uh, right now. I mean, Josh Ball looks like he'd be the first guy up at tackle right now. You could do a couple things. You could possibly move Tyler Smith to left tackle and drop in Connor McGovern at guard. That's one possibility, although I wouldn't want to take, you know, a month of training camp and right. two months of the offseason and tell Tyler Smith to go kick out to left tackle. Yes, right. After you've been working him at left guard. So then you go, okay, so what's the answer at left tackle? Is Josh Ball, who they drafted in the fourth round out of Marshall last year, can he go – to right tackle and Terrence Steele, who played some left tackle last year, last year go out there. Like they're so thin. And they, you know, I just remember Zach Martin on the first day of training camp saying, I can't wait to find out what our identity is. Mm. And I thought watching Tyler Smith, he struggled a little bit, but he's he moves bodies like he's a talented kid and he plays with the right attitude. I thought they had a chance to really kind of get after people up front with their line if everybody was healthy and, you know, could, could run, you know, have a good run. And I don't know that you could do that right now. I thought they were very thin at wide receiver and very thin at at offensive line. And this is a huge blow to this franchise yesterday. Jerry Jones is doing his car wash on ESPN this week and he's doing what he does. He's selling tickets. He's selling America's team. He's leading the hype train as he does every year, but your eyes don't lie, Baldy. Um, and you, you, you've put eyes on them and he's talking about our team still runs through Zeke. <laughs> I don't know, brother, if his team still runs through Zeke, then, then they're going to run themselves right to about, I don't know, seven, eight wins. Well, I mean, is Zeke anywhere near what he was in 2016 or 17? He doesn't look anywhere near that. He's still a He's still talented. He, you know, you get him to the two-yard line, he's going to score. Yeah. You put him on third down protection, he can pass protect as well as anybody. But is that what what Jerry means by the team is running through him? I mean, you just don't see the explosive runs in the fourth quarter, Jason. There was a time when he was the ultimate finisher in this league. But, you know, the, we all seen this. I mean, running backs, they can age awfully quickly. And – they can go from I, – I played with Eric Dickerson, mm-hmm. and he was as good as anybody ever. And, you know, he pulled a hamstring one year, and he went from being the best runner in the league to two years later not being able to get four yards of carry and kind of just fizzling the last couple of years in the business. And that's one of the great ones of all time. Um, I don't know that we're going to see 17 weeks of Ezekiel Elliott, you know, being able to get you four and a half yards yeah. of carry. I mean, I just – I'd be surprised to see that. Another team that maybe isn't saying this out loud, but I think is probably of that same mindset that Jerry Jones is, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Najee Harris, we kind of have a feel for what in their minds that might look like with him as a workhorse, as as, as him as really a four down back and somebody to kind of reestablish an offensive identity for them with the quarterback position still a little unsettled. Um, You saw him. I have huge, 
Huge questions about their offensive line, pretty much from left tackle to right tackle. And I'm still not sure that they're built or equipped to get the best out of Najee Harris just yet. What What are your thoughts on that? I agree. Jason, I saw him. I was in Pittsburgh. Uh, I was in Latrobe. Um, Tomlin runs a camp that looks like, you know, 1990 versus, you know, 2022. I mean, yeah. they, they get after it. But – I think they've got talent everywhere except in the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I think Kenny Pickett's going to be really good. Um, he just knows where to go with the ball. He knows how to get the ball out of his hands. But I don't care who plays quarterback right now. I mean, you can't tell me right now that – I mean, Dan Moore and uh, Chuk Okorafor yeah. at the tackle position, they, they have struggled. And the interior – I don't know if Kevin Dotson is ever going to be healthy. Right. And I don't know that Mason Cole is any kind of an upgrade over J.C. Hassenhauer, who started the second half of the season last year. Um, maybe maybe Kendrick Green is better in his second year than he was in his first year. Um, John Leglu, I mean, you go through the list of guys here. I mean, the, the best lineman I saw them have over the last three years is starting at left guard for the Chargers you know, in Matt Filer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's the best lineman I've seen in Pittsburgh, and they didn't keep him last year. So I think it's a real question mark, and you're not going to get the best at Anaji if they struggle up front. I think they're very good at tight end. They're excellent at wide receiver. Yes. I think they're talented on defense in a lot of places, but it looks like it's a real question mark to me right now. The New York Jets have had to shuffle their offensive line. You've had a chance to look at that at various times. Uh, obviously, um, Mekhi Becton, we've talked a lot about him on this podcast since the run-up to his selection in the first round, and, and there have to be major questions about, I guess, his durability and availability moving forward. Dwayne Brown's as solid as they come, although he's getting up there. Um, it's not the five-man unit they envisioned, but I guess, where are you with that unit? And how much does the task change when you go from Wilson, who's going to run around and extend things and and certainly has athleticism as a big part of his game, to Flacco, who's going to be more accurate with the football, is going to have a better understanding of the offense, who's going to be more equipped to help them win in the passing game. But you know where the target is there, you know, Baldy. He's going to drop back five or he's going to drop back seven. And then that's where the defense attacks because there is no extending plays. There is no athleticism. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, they might be better with Joe Flacco right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, just his ability just to know where to go with the ball. I think they've got two excellent tight ends. That can always be a, a you know a quarterback's best friend. When Joe was winning a Super Bowl, they had great tight end play in Baltimore, as they usually do. Um and so I think when you look at C.J. Ozama and Tyler Conklin, who both look to be healthy, and even a rookie in Jeremy Ruckert, who's just getting on the field now due to a 
an offseason, you know, uh, injury. But they, they they look good there. They look really good at receiver. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis is, you know, some really good young players. And the running backs are talented. I mean, I think if this if Dwayne Brown and George Fant, you know, can hold up, and they know each other really well from their days in Seattle. I mean, it's a lot to ask of Dwayne Brown. Seattle moved on from him. But, you know, he always had good feet. He knew how to play. If they can be pretty good up front, um, I think Joe's going to be – I'd be surprised if Joe doesn't play at a high level. I mm-hmm. mean, I expect him to. He knows his offense. I think um, – I want to see the creativity of the offense. I'm not – I'm not questioning it, but I, I'd like to see I'd like to see some signs of it, right? You know, um, from what Mike Lafleur is has put on tape. I know it's preseason, but I like to see some creativity. But they have it. They have a chance. They have a chance to be pretty good with maybe better with Joe right now than with Zach uh, at this point of uh, the stage of Zach's career. On the other side of the line of scrimmage, now you you've seen him up close, which is different when you're standing on the sideline versus watching on TV from the higher, you know, camera angles like you get in the preseason games. Um, that D-line, they they looked the part? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of hype about it. We haven't seen any of it, really. Um, but they have a chance. I mean, they're eight deep. Uh, people that don't know John Franklin Myers, he's a really good player. He's got a great first step. But they're eight deep putting some – some players on practice squad mm-hmm. or releasing good players. I mean, Michael Clemens looks the real part. Their fourth round pick out of Texas A&M. Sally Thomas has played for, you know, uh, Robert Sala. Yes. This 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 defense is only going to be as good as the defensive line and how good they get after it. They, they should have eight guys up every week. They should rotate them like a hockey line. Uh-huh. Um, and so – that's that's where they have to win, Jason. Uh, I got to see it though. I mean, I know what their names are, and yeah, I've seen it in spurts. I got to see how they play together, and uh, you know how they kind of hold up up front. But they've got to affect the quarterback on the other side. On the blue side of town in New York, there has been some preseason um, hype. I've seen a lot of the beat writers there chronicling the rise of Andrew Thomas and that's an offensive line. And, and look like Dave Gettleman's picks. We, we've, we've picked them to like, we all know there wasn't a whole lot of there, there in player acquisitions through draft or otherwise, especially as they tried for years to rebuild that offensive line and perpetually failed. And at the same time, they're letting good players like Zeitler go. Are you buying this? Because they're, they're coming out of camp is, is definitely a narrative that this kid's ready to be, be who they thought they were drafting. And I think Andrew, Evan Neal has been impressive to me. It's just, he's played well. I mean, he's going to, he's going to see some elite pass rushers out there um, on his side that, you know, he's got to show me that he can knee bend and not get overextended and some of the things that rookies do. But I think they're going to be fine to tackle. I, I really question what they have on the inside. Um, they, they lost Shane Lemieux. I thought he had a chance to be pretty good. It's two injuries in two years now. I don't know that they – I don't know how many different centers they've gone through this year, five or six already. Um, to me, they, they have real question marks up front. So they can't keep these receivers healthy. They just lost a kid, Colin Thompson, to an Achilles injury in practice yesterday. 
he showed real signs. Maybe Sterling Shepard gets back. I don't know. Like maybe, you know, I, I, I hear all the talk about Saquon. I, I got to see what Saquon looks like yeah. if they're not real good up front right now. And the, you know, they have breakdowns in the interior of that offense line. I want to see if he's just going to run through contact the way he's got to at times. I, I, I think he's healthy and I think he can, you know, kind of wow you at times in the screen game and out in the perimeter. But I, I got to see him run through contact, you know, between the tackles right now. Yeah, and it looks like Galladay and uh, Kadarius might be a complete wash there. So they still have a hole to dig out of. We'll see whether they found some anchors, though, um, at least at tackle on the offensive line. You looked at the Cardinals as well. Um, I find I find things like this to be telling, Um Baldy, second preseason game, Cardinals offense doesn't really do anything in the first half. Baltimore is not playing its starters. Baltimore's defensive line is all over Arizona. Uh, Kyler Murray starts calling plays. They make a little run, you know, with backups on backups. But Steve Kime goes out about 12 hours later and, 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 and sends a draft pick to Buffalo for D4 to try to shore up. His his O line. I'm I'm guessing they did not like that film of the second game, um, and that's another team where I it just doesn't seem like they can find five guys who can 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 kind of take it to the next level. I think they have questions on both their offensive line and their defensive line. To be honest with you, I mean I don't know what JJ Watt is going to look like. I mean I know what he looks like. I've seen him. Right. Uh, how long now, he, he can, can flex. I mean, he yeah, he 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 he'll win he'll 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 win the the best body competition, but can the body hold up for four well, months? I mean it hasn't, it has not. And so generally at that age, he was a rookie in 2011, so do the math on what he is, 33, 34. I mean, generally it doesn't get younger and fresher and stay healthier um when he's gone through what he has gone through. Uh, they don't look like they have in answer to the loss of Chandler Jones up front uh-uh. uh, on the defense line. Marcus Golden, I think, was better when Chandler was there. So, you know, whether it's Devin Kennard right now, I mean, I don't know who's going to replace it. I think they're excellent at safety with Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. Yeah. It's probably the strength of the team. Zayvon Collins is a young player that has always physically just dominated at a small high school in Oklahoma and at Tulsa, but – I mean, he's really learning the game right now, and uh, I don't know how quickly he's going to be able to come around and become what they want uh, at the inside linebacker position. I, I just think they have real question marks in a tough division right now all the way around. And while they have improved every year under Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, I mean, they open up against the Chiefs in two weeks. Um, I think that's a tough opener mm-hmm. for them at home. So if they find a way to win that game – which I, I I would not think the odds makers in Las Vegas. No, I like Andy Reid with five months to prepare for a game, Baldy. I don't know about uh, you. <laughs> uh, they, and I think Cliff knows that. So uh, it 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 might it might get off to an ugly start for him right now. And you know, last year they got off to the best start in the NFL. I don't know if they won their se- first seven in a row, um, and then they you know they they just kind of were hanging on for dear life at the end of the season, uh, but. I think there's going to be a tough start for this team right now. Well, we will hang out, Wes, for the remainder of Baldy's Magical Mystery Tour review 
here. Uh, within that very same division, Seattle Seahawks, you want to talk about a team with question marks the last few years on offensive and defensive line. They uh, they might lead the league uh, in, in those probing questions. I'm not sure how many answers they've found. This quarterback situation, it's probably the worst in the league, Baldy, I, I, I'd say, because um, this isn't like Trubisky versus you know, pick it where you think at least one of the guys is the long-term solution, whether he plays week one or not. The fact that it doesn't look like Geno Smith or Drew Locke either has pulled away, someone may may, may win it by default, that's got to be disconcerting. I, I, I don't have high expectations at all for this outfit this year. I like their draft a lot. Uh, I'm not skirting the question. Uh, I like Charles Cross and – this Abraham Lucas, and they're both going to start. They're going to start two rookie tackles. They look like they're ready for duty. You know the way Pete wants to play. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Rashad Penny, here's Kenneth Walker, we'll see, and Travis Homer. And I mean, they got depth at running back, DJ Dallas. They've got four guys there that can play. Uh, you know what Pete wants to do. And so uh, I think, you know, Geno Smith is, is going to be the guy. And for whatever reason – when you're there and you're around that team, John Schneider, Pete Carroll, like they believe. Oh, they're always positive. Glass is always half full. They, it, they, but it, it's not like they're looking. Like, they, like, can we find somebody to upgrade over Geno Smith? They're not. They, you know, whether it's false, a false promise, I don't know. But they, the, those quarterbacks believe that the organization is behind them. They just mm -hmm. do. They had plenty of opportunities to replace Russell Wilson with different people. And this is who they have. And so the receiving core is really good defensively. I mean, they're going to start this kid, Tariq Woolen. You know, he's six foot four. He's a blur. Um, they're going to start, you know, probably going to start Boye Mafe. They've been looking for pass uh -huh. rushers. He, he certainly looks like a really solid prospect. I mean, he's, he can bend and he can rush and, so they're, they're counting on a lot of young guys to kind of rebuild this team on the fly. Um, so we got to see what these young guys look like and how long they, you know, do they hit the wall? Do they, can they really produce like some of them have shown in the preseason? Like I'm, I'm excited about the youth and the draft that they have. Cause if you look at, you know, all the red names, rookies on this squad, they're, they're counting on a lot of rookies yeah. to step in and play at a high level right now. Yeah, we'll see what the learning curve is uh, for that group. Well, that's that's good. You sound a little you sound a little I'm more a little positive bit more about the outlook about there them than most people right now. Like I, I think they can be nine and eight. They can be wow. right in that area. Even this year, I think they can. Wow. They can or eight. They you know eight. Eight nine. They, eight. I can see them playing meaningful games when they get to December this year. Very interesting. We'll head to Denver, where there's a certain quarterback in town who spent the prior years of his career in Seattle. I get the sense that we won't really know what that is until they start playing real games, because there's always the gamesmanship, right, of how much we want to deliver. Like, we've got this whole new thing. we got a coach that's never done it before. we got a new quarterback. we got all these pieces. I get the sense that they don't really want to show their hand yet. I think they have a pretty good hand to play on both sides of the ball. But there's a lot of people doing things for the first time, and that doesn't always mean you hit the ground running. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm curious about the receiving core. 
and who Russell Wilson is going to lean on. I know he's working overtime. He's in the building early. He's leaving late. I know he's doing what Russell Wilson does. Um, I don't think that they have a great tight end class. Uh, I don't think that they have a deep wide receiver class. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested in this kid, Brandon Johnson. Um, you know, I mean, they're looking for guys that can step up, uh, you know, with Mike, with Tim Patrick going down early. I think the offensive line is pretty good. Uh, and the running back situation should be good. Uh, I think Javante Williams is ready to take yes. over. I don't know that Russell can just make this group magically into an elite group. It doesn't look like it to me. Um, but we know what Russell Wilson has done, so you know, maybe he does it. Defensively, they should be very good. I don't know who the great pass rushers are going to be yet, but I think secondary-wise, um, they look really good to me. They look as good as anybody in the secondary. Uh, but, you know, we got to see what Nathaniel Hackett does, mm-hmm. you know, in the fourth quarter of these games. There, there isn't – like you. I know Russell Wilson is that, and I think they'll connect really well. But, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's leaving an elite organization that has depth everywhere uh, on it. And I don't know that they have that. You know, it's nice that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams could give you a play anytime you needed a play. It makes Nathaniel Hackett look like a really good coach, you know, but in Matt LaFleur, a really good coach. Uh, I was there in Denver twice. And I thought that they they struggled offensively mm-hmm. both times that I saw them play. Well, we will wrap up your tour with the final team you saw that we haven't hit on yet, the uh, L.A. Chargers. And then I want to get your quick impressions of a couple of uh, other news items before we get out of here. But is this, Baldy, finally the year that the Chargers don't just look like they have a really good roster on paper in September, but they actually go out? and compete week in, week out with the best teams in this league and do something in the postseason? Well, I want to see. I mean, they, they've got on – they're, you know, they're paper tigers. they got to go do it. Um, they, they, I mean, literally, they've got star power everywhere. It's a hell I mean, of a Everywhere run. you look. I mean, even if you look at Joshua Palmer at wide receiver, he'd start for a lot of teams in this league. And he's their third receiver, you know, or the fourth receiver with the Chargers, if you say Jalen Guyton is in front of mm-hmm. him. Like, they've got star players everywhere. So, I got to see Joe Lombardi, you know, call an offensive yep. game that, you know, takes advantage of Justin Herbert. Like, sometimes I feel like they're just in a Sean Payton check-down mode, you know, and the ball's yep. just going to the flat, and it's not going down the field. Nope. And I got to see Khalil Mack in the fourth quarter of these games. What – what kind of juice he's got left and what he has left. I mean, I, I just got to see him put it all together. And so it's been a long time since they've been able to do it. There's their offensive line should be excellent. Zion Johnson's a good pick. He's going to be a good player. They had a competition at right tackle between Trey Pipkins and Storm Norton. I don't know that either one of them are elite players, yeah. but everything else around him, Justin Herbert's movement, like, they, they on tight on paper they should be good enough to go win twelve games, you know they just should be, but they have to go do it. And so uh, there, there's there's not a there's not a like a glaring weakness anywhere on this football team. Like they they should be really yeah. good. 
yeah, we'll see if they can put it all together, but it, it sure looks good on paper again. All right, Baldy, before we get out of here, I want to get your reaction to a couple of things that are in the news as we head into the final preseason weekend. Obviously, this Aaron Donald uh, swinging two helmets and that that brawl between the, the Rams and the Bengals, no bueno. Um, we, we know that the league's not really going to step in here and suspend anything, but just how how egregious is that to you, your reaction to that? And then also the 49ers have completed their preseason. I I have yet to see this this Trey Lance that is going to be the, you know, the next great Kyle Shanahan creation. Um, just your impressions as well on what we have or have not seen from that young man and what's a pretty pivotal preseason for him. Well, to talk about Aaron Donald, what happened, you know, in the scrimmage, like I was in Napa three years ago, maybe two years ago, and the Raiders and the Rams were going at it. I don't know how many, I think Aaron Donald started five fights and yeah. finished five. And yeah. all Sean McVay did was run from one field as soon as he saw it going on and wrap his arms around Aaron Donald. Like, he didn't care about anybody else that was involved. <laughs> like he was just getting his best player off, yeah. you know, out of the fray. But that's how Aaron Donald practices, and that's who he is. Like, and so if you're going to scrimmage, you almost can't put Aaron Donald out there. Yeah. So th- that's what I think about that. I mean, that's just what who Aaron Donald is. And so it's scary because, you know, it, 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 it involves a lot of other people. But yeah. I guarantee you that's kind of where it began. Um, look, I think San Francisco's got questions in the offensive line. Um and, you know, Brett Favre came out and said this, this, this week, like, what is, what was the rush to get to Trey Lance? I, I look, I know he's in his second year. He played very little football in college. He played at a, he played very little last year. Like what was the rush to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo? And I kind of feel the same way. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go out there and win you a lot of games. Yeah. I don't care what it looks like. I just think there's just, this rush that like the Packers didn't move on to Jordan love. I know Aaron Rodgers MVP level. It makes it difficult, but I just don't know what the rush to get to Trey Lance was and is. So he's, there's a lot of pressure on him and I think he feels the pressure. It's, it's an elite organization. All eyes are on him. Like he's got to get them to the postseason. That's a lot to ask of it. It's hard to win games, the young quarterback, Jason. Yeah. And they just seem to be in such a hurry. Like, I, I you know, they're, they they had Garoppolo under contract. They know what he can do. I just think there's a way that they could have made that thing work. Now, that being said, they cut the cord and they got to move on. They got to live with it right now. But it's a lot to ask somebody that has not played a lot of football that go out there and, you know, get us into January yeah. and, you know, get us to 11 wins in the postseason. Like, I think it's very difficult right now. Oh, looked pretty difficult the other night just to hit the fullback wide open in the flat. So, yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's quite, seems to be quite a learning curve. Um, well, this has been the Baldy's North American Tour Review edition of Baldy's Breakdowns. We thank our friends as Odyssey at Odyssey, as always, for helping us put this together each and every week. We thank all of you for listening. Um, please rate, review, uh, give us feedback on iTunes, Spotify, the Odyssey app, wherever you listen to us. Um, 
Baldy, I look forward to doing this again next week. We will yeah. be on the other side of roster cutdowns, and there'll be no shortage of transactions um, to to go over as we are now mere weeks away from these games starting to count in the standings. Two weeks from today, Jason, we'll be talking about probably talking about the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles, you know, Rams from yes. SoFi, and um, we're going to kick this thing off really soon. So, yeah, we've got we've got a big cut down days coming. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, the movement that that really takes place in the next couple of weeks um, as these rosters shuffle and try to get the best fifty three that they possibly can. Well, we will chronicle it all for you and be with you each and every week through the season. Thank you for listening to Baldy's Breakdowns.